eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So now Posey ranges away and throws it so high. There are some intangibles that those projections failed to take into consideration. The crowd was going crazy. And there's not much in life that's better than that. You're listening to Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys on the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. Hello there. Welcome back to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys Podcast. Got a very exciting episode for us this week. This is Sam Lubman. I'll here with always, uh, always with me here is uh, Joe. Let's let's try talking correctly. Joe Shasky, you're with me on this podcast too today. Uh, had to, I didn't have to tie you down to get you on this one, but uh Still glad to have you. Episode 68, Shasky, 1968 was the first year the Giants were not able to call the Bay Area their sole home. That was the year the Oakland A's finally arrived here in the Bay Area. And I feel like that makes sense because the Giants uh, got two very, very big wins against the Oakland A's this week. Big not because that uh, it, it, it snapped a six-game losing streak that the Giants desperately needed to snap, but it's big because they are one win away from bringing the bridge trophy back home to Oracle where it belongs. Shasky, I mean, wins over bad A's teams still count. I don't care. What's your takeaway from the Giants beating the A's this week? No, they needed these wins. You know, obviously the team is not very good, but they also lost multiple series to teams that aren't very good. You know, Detroit, Mm -hmm. Washington. So this was a much needed victory. And obviously you get the showcase of Camilo Duvall in game one and in game two, Marco Luciano. Oh, and that's that's a great segue to get into Marco Luciano because he finally got his debut, the long-awaited debut. It seems like we've been waiting for this this moment for years, but uh, Luciano, he was signed. He was one of the last acts of the Sabian Evans era when he was signed as an amateur free agent, international free agent back in 2018. I think he was like 18 years old, 17 years old at the time. You know, kid couldn't even, you know, do anything back then. And this felt like, to me, this felt like probably the biggest debut of a Giants prospect since, dare I say, Buster Posey. 
Yeah, Bozy, Bumgarner, no doubt. Uh, either one of those guys, you know, and I, I think they kind of debuted similarly in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this was a, this was big. And it feels like because you had Lincecum and he was a rock star by the time, you know, Buster was making his debut, maybe it was a little tampered down. It feels like we've been waiting on Luciano for, what, three years? It really has. Yeah, it, it's been the... Yeah, it really, for as long as it seems like you can remember, we've been waiting for this day. He's supposed to be the guy. We've seen the ups and the downs with this team. And, you know, we've been tracking his progress, you know, every day, it seems like. And the Giants, they've had other guys called up. Uh, Christian Arroyo was a yeah. Giants number one prospect at one point when they called him up at 28-17. I don't remember that having a whole lot of hype. Joey Bart, I think that's kind of a similar comp in terms of cool. the amount of hype that a prospect had when he was called up, but that was kind of tampered down by the fact that, you know, it was during the pandemic season. Yes. But so Shasky, just right off the back, because I know you definitely are going to have an opinion on this. So I just want to get this out of the way right now so we can focus on business after that. Marco Luciano hitting eighth. I give you the floor. I mean, I'm not outraged like most, but it's like, come on, man. If you think highly of somebody, can you, can you move them up? And it's not like you got the 27 Yankees lineup. Like I'll move Lou Gehrig out of the way. Here comes Luciano. It's like, dog, Move Yastrzemski, who literally is falling underwater. Get him out the way. Get Jock out the way. Get Wilmer out the way. Get Jade. Jaden Davis has been low key garbage lately. He got I mean, together. He he got that whole, that opposite field home run uh, on what what's say Friday. Uh, so he, he's, his nine averages dropped thirty points in a month. It's been bad. You know what? Hey, he shaved though. Maybe he's turning things around. Um, but no, I hear you on the batting eight thing. So I, I, I kind of asked around on that a little bit to try and get some sort of idea why that happened. Obviously, he'll be at the game tonight, and you know we'll see where Luciano's hitting tonight against the Red Sox. Here's the 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 rationale I got for why Luciano was hitting eighth. So in the minors this year, he's doing a lot better hitting against lefties than against righties. So the Giants want him to face more left-handed pitching when he comes up. You know, we want we believe that we want to put guys in the best position to succeed. So they want him to face lefties. The A's, they used a righty starter with a lefty bolt guy on Wednesday night. So the theory was keep him in the low in the lineup so that way he's guaranteed to face those lefties and not have to deal with the righty. You may not like the reasoning. That's the reasoning that I'm hearing. We'll see Sam, how that you goes. can't spend time out. You cannot spend five years defending the platooning by saying these guys are niche players only to say they're not going to platoon when one of their main thoroughbred stud Farm guys comes up. They're not going to do it. And then immediately, the second he comes up, you're drawing this entire blueprint equation about who we can face and who we can't face. If you're the number one prospect, you're facing righties and lefties for the next five weeks. Just Mm -hmm. you're out there, kid. Go. We got your back. What are we doing? This is this is why I'm out on Farhan, Sam. What you just explained that right there. You're well, always, somebody said about giving, the whole is thing. There somebody said about giving the, about giving the this guy why I'm out. Really get off, you know, to a good start. You want to put him in a good position, get comfortable right off. The, isn't there something said about making sure that he's able to hit we're the ground running the best way possible? We're going to hide you from this guy, and we're going to hide you from that guy. You're either going to sink or swim. I mean, my God. My God. Like, seriously. Like, you cannot stop underexposing these guys. If the guy is your number one, number one prospect, do you see the Reds treating Ellie Delia Cruz this way? No, you probably didn't see it. No, 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 no. You didn't see it at all. Like, come on. And it's not like he got murderers row up the middle, holding him back. It's Casey Schmidt. It's it's Brett wisely. Like this, this, what you just explained to me is exactly why philosophically I'm out on Farhan right there. 
and I and I do understand that frustration. I mean, we were we were watching Ridiculous. the game at, at the Hilton. I was watching with, with with Bonte Steini and Guru, and all of a sudden we noticed Jock comes up, and I'm just like I'm I was I was flabbergasted. I just couldn't believe it. Like I looked at them, I was like, do you think like when Farhan and, and Gabe are putting this plan together, they're like winking at each other, just like hey, they're gonna they're, they're gonna go nuts when they see this part. I just yeah, it, it's frustrating. I don't like it. <sighs> You know what? I just when he's at the plate, I want to talk about the good stuff that he does at the plate because eventually, you know what? Force the Giants to, to force their hand, force them to put you in the lineup every day, Sam, force Sam, them Sam, to Sam, make Sam, it so you're hitting Sam. against everybody. How can I even earn your trust when you don't? My first opportunity to face someone from the other side, and you don't even give me a chance. My first opportunity. Yeah. Well, again, we'll see. The the, the Giants are facing a righty tonight. If he's in the lineup, I think that's a positive, right? If he's in against in the lineup against a right-handed hitter, that's a positive. Is that can we agree on that? No, no, he should be playing for a couple. This is the same thing I said about Casey Schmidt and Matos. Play them for a month. Just give them the month. You gotta have their backs. Hey, you're gonna have some struggles. You're gonna be up and down. It's not about one singular at-bat. It's about the body of work and putting together good at-bat after good at-bat and stacking those victories, right? Yeah. That's that's the problem, okay? That right there is the problem. Sam, come on. You have to admit, it's ridiculous. So I want to see – at this point, I want to see Luciano. It's ridiculous. In, I want to see him in the lineup every day. I think a guy at this magnitude, he should be in the lineup every day. And, yeah, I definitely think should, – we should be banging Is there another top 50 thing? prospect in baseball who would come up and on his first day – They'd be hiding him from a righty or a lefty. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I could probably ask around. I'm sure maybe there's someone out there who does that. But again, this is the this is the struggle that we get into with the platooning. You know, it's for every time that it works, there's five times that it pisses us off. I do want to talk about something positive though with Luciano, and that was, I mean, again, you don't want to. It, it's rare you see a standing ovation after a flyout. You ever see that before? Oh, I mean, so that was the first pitch. It was great. It, it was it very was, exciting. Yeah. I lean forward, and I'm I'm excited for 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 Luciano. Can the guy get three at bats in a game? For Christ's sake! Oh, again, I mean, what the hell are we doing? Happens. That's again. I just want to focus on the good stuff he's doing. No, again, I'm not going to focus on pitch. it. No, because this is a line of demarcation. This is an exact example. I've been waiting years for this guy. Years, not months. Not a year, years, and you couldn't even give him four at bats in one night. Mm. Well, I mean, you got to protect him from that ferocious back of the A's bullpen. You know how that works. But again, he was very close to a first pitch opposite field home run as a righty at this ballpark, <laughs> and the power is there. It's going to be there. You're you're obsessing over the hitting. You're obsessing over how much you're going to see him. You know what? I want to obsess over the positives of Marco Luciano. And that is, this dude has power. Yeah. I am so excited. Yeah, warning track power. I, I never, love he does. I can never – I will always remember a couple years ago going out seeing him playing in Stockton uh-huh. when he was with San Jose. In the seventh inning, he just absolutely nutted one to straightaway center field to the deepest part of the ballpark. And I remember seeing him that night. I was with my then-girlfriend at the time. I was like, this dude's going to be so freaking good. It's a wonder she's not with me anymore. But the point is, I I get, I'm just as excited as you to see this happen. I'm just as excited as you to see him in the lineup every day. And you know what also kind of got me jazzed? Every day. If the match every day, is good. no matter what, I if want the matchup. I will good. ask Gabe Kapler tonight how often they plan to have Marco Luciano in the lineup, and I'm sure you're not gonna like the answer. But, 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 my thing, but honestly, Sam, Sam, ask him how do you expect someone to prove to you 
that they're good against whatever their their weakness is and how can they work on their weakness if they never face that weakness if you don't stare it in the mirror and get an opportunity to have legitimate major league at bats against them we don't even know but we're already we're already gun shy and risk averse this is a microcosm to the organization as a whole during farhan's tenure i'm afraid of what might happen when we face a lefty i'm afraid what might happen if we give a five-year deal to someone i'm afraid what would happen if we trade a top prospect and that guy that we trade for ends up balling somewhere else i'm afraid Brandon Belt will look good somewhere else. They're afraid of everything like that. Like we're so scared. I'm, I'm, I honestly, the Malusian thing, the more and more I think about it, because we haven't had a chance to talk about it on air. It, it makes me irate. Well, so that's usually what, uh, that's what you want is your top prospect to cause your fan base to already be irate. So that's always a great situation. One last positive I'm going to talk about with Luciano, because again, I'm trying to focus on the positives of Marco Luciano's arrival, because again, this dude's going to be holding up a World Series trophy for the Giants someday. And I don't know, I think this is where it starts. And uh, the last thing I want to say is for all the, the, the hand wringing over his defense, turns are pretty good double plays with Casey Schmidt. That's a double play combo I'm excited to see for a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, I was too. And so, you know what, again, I understand the frustrations. I do. I, I, at this point, it's just, it's, it's, it's a feature, not a bug with this organization. As long as they can keep finding ways to win doing it, we had the, is it stupid and it works argument. Again, this is not going to be life. This is not, he's not going to be a platoon for his entire career. If he is, then yeah, we'll cross that bridge. I refuse to believe that these guys who they have, marked as the future trademark, the future pillar players of this organization, the Patrick Bailey's, the Luis Matos's, the Marco Luciano's, the guys who were looking at and saying, you are going to be the homegrown stars. We are building this next great team around. They're not platooning those guys. This whole so when is the Shohei's easy make up here because Shohei's not going to platoon. Guys who are not platoon players will not platoon. When those guys showed that they are not platoonable players, they will not platoon. And that's why did they platoon their top prospect on his debut night? Again, I think we're getting too much into that. I really think we're getting too obsessed. I understand the frustration, but you know what? The dude's had two at-bats. Let's let him go out there. I mean, what if he gets a bunch of at-bats against righties and he ends up completely tanking and then that ruins his confidence, ruins his value, everything falls apart. Then he wasn't the guy that the we thought he was anyway. Then, then he wasn't the guy we thought. Like, if he's that mentally fragile and he can't adjust, then he shouldn't have been the top prospect to begin with. They should have identified that in the minor leagues. Like, that, that goes to development assessment, talent assessment. Like, Sam, at the end of the day, I'm exhausted by the strategies of how smart this organization wants to prove that they are. Like, just let these guys play, dude. What What is there to lose? Like, on, on a real, he's really going to be one at bat on his debut night is going to make or break his psyche. I guess we'll have to see. We'll see what he does tonight when he takes on the Red Sox. It's again, I want to see more Luciano. Again, I don't have an answer. Like, I can't go down and tell Gabe, hey, can you bat him in the first, you know, the number one spot? This guy, Show Shasky, he's screaming at me about it. Can you get him off my back? I do. Like, I just, I don't know what to tell you. Is this, this where things are at with this organization? If you're still shocked by it, then I just, you, you need to read a newspaper. Yeah, but you told me it would be you. different with these guys, and now it's not. And so, yeah, I am mad. Because you're lying. It's one game. I want to, it's one game. I want to see how this thing progresses as Luciano's career goes. Because again, this should be a positive time. I'm going to focus on the positive things that Luciano is able to do because this is this is supposed to be the dude we've been waiting for. So I want to see it happen. It's going to get there eventually. No, I'm I'm not, so that's why I want to think about for now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman and Joe Shasky coming at you every week, positive or negative, with all the best Giants takes, positive or negative, that you'll find. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Odyssey Sports Network, 95.7 The Game. Uh, we are everywhere that you listen to your podcast. Shasky, uh, I don't know if you've heard, but the uh, the MLB trade deadline is next week. Um, lost in the hubbub of training camp. And I think there could be a lot of just kind of confusion over how Giants fans should be looking at uh, the, the the deadline right now. Are they going to buy? Are they going to sell? How should we be feeling? So you know what? I put together a quick uh, do's and do nots for Giants fans during the pandemic. Are you ready for this? Okay. All right. So do have some high expectations. I'll be honest. I think the Giants outed themselves as a playoff team this year. Okay. With how they played in May and June, they showed, you know what? I don't think you're that, that good. Like they're not, you know, a 600 winning percentage team, but you're far better than the team that we saw last year. You're a good defensive team. You're a team that, again, they're cold with the bats right now, but you are a team that can hit. You have a team with a great bullpen. You have, you could shorten these games to six innings if you need to five innings sometimes with how deep this bullpen can go. And you got guys who believe in themselves late in games that can come back and win baseball games. This is a playoff team. So Farhan, I'm calling you out right now. I need a good deadline here. I need a deadline that truly makes this team better and improves the starting pitching. Infield depth, I don't know if Luciano solves that at all. Maybe they still find an infielder. Maybe they don't. I'm still on the Tim Anderson bandwagon. Definitely go make that happen, especially the way Casey Schmidt's hitting right now. I know. Acquire him to platoon. I don't care if he helps win baseball games, do it. Platoon everybody. If it wins 107 games, I'm going to roll with it at this point. But the point is, Farhan was brought here to do things differently. And I feel like in the past, the, the expectations always, oh, well, we played some competitive games in September and the Giants were okay with that. No, I don't want that to be the case anymore. You're going to be playing competitive games in September. You know what's cooler than competitive games in September, Shasky? Competitive games in October. I want a playoff appearance this year. I don't care how you do it. I kind of care how you do it because next year, I think they could definitely make the playoffs and I want a playoff streak. What? Is it wrong for me to want a playoff streak? I, I mean, want no, no, it's not wrong. But like, I think the last time they made the playoffs in consecutive years was oh two oh three. But only time um, the SF era. What? And that's it's the only time in the San Francisco era that's happened. And I think that's abysmal. Well, I mean, you know, I think there's context to all these things. It's very difficult. And been year in decades prior when there was no wild card and there was only two divisions. And so th- there's context to this. But I don't look, care about I, the context. I hear you. I hear you. I, I don't I don't really know what the course of action is for this deadline. I just I really don't. Because I, I, I'd rather just see the young guys play, even if you lose out and you don't make the playoffs. But you told me like, for example, 
I get an over 300 batting uh, and a couple of jacks from Marco Luciano, and he gets to play for the next three months, but you miss the playoffs by five games. I'm not mad at that at all. I won't be mad at that, but I'm going to be a little disappointed because it's just this team. It, it, What's it's more important for the organization? Matos and Luciano and Bailey showing something in the last 65 games or them making the playoffs. I would argue it's the three youngsters. And it's I mean, not you can close. Make it in, I don't want to make it an either or thing. I'm going to I want my cake and I'm going to eat it, too. I want both. It's like I told you in the last episode. Okay. I want Patrick Bailey to get playoff baseball. But here's where you're conflicting yourself. In must-win situations, they're going to yank Luciano for a Jock Peterson inserting batting practice. And that's not what I want. I'm sorry. I don't want that. Even if it costs me playoff runs, I want to develop. That's all I'm all about. I'm sick of waiting. I want to develop and see the youngsters. Playoffs be damned. You and I fair, disagree. Fair enough. No, that's fair enough. I think we'll find out kind of what the strategy is come Monday. Yes. If uh, or sorry, Tuesday is the deadline. If they don't make any big deals and we can make it that in a second, then yeah, then that's your plan. I think that's your fallback and it's not a bad fallback. Again, if they're making the playoffs, the young guys are getting that playoff experience anyway, anyhow, I consider that a plus. Okay. I truly want to see a playoff run and I want Farhan to have that same energy because four miss four years missing the playoffs out of five to start off your tenure. It's good. That's not a good look. I need to see better from you, Farhan. I do. I no, see. I think it's more important that one of these youngsters pops. Uh, and I think Bailey's popped thus far. I want to see him finish the year out because um, he's kind of faded as of late. I think that's way more important than overall record because the reason he was brought in here was to develop the farm. And now right. we're starting to see the farm. Let's see if it can develop. All right. I got a don't here. Okay. Don't, don't panic. If you're hoping that Farhan's going to swing a big deal on Tuesday, don't freak out when the clock's ticking closer and closer, closer to the deadline and nothing's happened. Shasky, remember in 2021 when Giants Twitter was an absolute meltdown mode? I do. Because Scherzer and Trey Turner were on the Dodgers and Farhan was just doing who knows what Farhan does. I do. And then with like nine seconds left before the deadline, Chris Bryant's a giant and, you know, Canario and Caleb Killian are gone and no one's upset over that deal. And it was a deal that was lauded then and honestly, I think should be lauded now. Farhan is a guy. And this could be a plus and a minus. He's a guy that he is not afraid to plant his feet and say, this is the deal that we will agree to. You will either agree to it or tough luck. And he's very good at standing his ground. It's how they're able to you know, get deals done, like Melanson for Tristan Beck, like the Chris Bryant deal. Again, he doesn't have a long list of these deals, but there's a slow process that he sometimes does at the deadline that you just got to be, you got to wait till that full one o'clock. Everyone pencils down. Wait for the actual deadline to hit before you start saying we need to fire Farhan for doing nothing at the trade deadline. Well, I, I would say this. I think we're hyper-focused on the trade deadline, and I'm more hyper-focused on Matos, Luciano, and Bailey. To me, those are the acquisitions at the deadline, and those are the guys I want to see play. I'm kind of over the deadline right now. I, maybe I'm just – because we've been talking about it so much, I'm almost exhausted. I kind of don't want them to make any moves, and I want them to stand pat, and I want to see all these youngsters. Yeah, I, I hear you on that one. So, um, again, that, that kind of kind of goes into – really, I guess, it depends on just – yeah, you and I, I think, are in different camps here in terms of just what we want to see the rest of the year. And, again, we'll find out for sure when Farhan does make these moves or doesn't make these moves on Tuesday. So, I guess this kind of gets into my next do, which maybe it's a do that you're probably going to disagree with. Me. But Give if you me. don't – I've been do very do, disagreeable today, and I apologize. It's all today. Um, but – 
if the deadline underwhelms you, I think you do have a right to be upset. I know I'll probably be upset on Wednesday. I'm going to be on Wednesday. Oh, it's a good thing you're going to be on vacation. But I'll probably be the crazy guy on Wednesday morning getting mad at Farhan. And I don't know who the rational one on the roast is going to be that morning because you're going to be gone. And the fact that you would be the rational guy, that's never any good. I know Bonte is not going to be like, Loveman, calm down. Farhan knows what he's doing. But, you know, yeah, if, if the – I don't know what a successful trade deadline would look like to you, Shasky. Maybe it's th- maybe it's a deadline where nothing happens. But I do believe that if one o'clock passes on Tuesday and you're not happy with what the Giants did or did not do, you have every right to be incredibly angry about that. What would make you happy? Because you really want movement at the deadline. You really want to make the playoffs. So I'll sit this out. What is it that you need to be happy? I think it's you got to upgrade the rotation. And I don't, I don't think infield help is as big of a priority as they seem to want it to be. Uh, you do have Crawford coming back. You do have Estrada coming back, which say what you Are will. Are you sure Crawford hasn't played his last day with the Giants? <sighs> that's a that's a topic for another day, my friend. But I still think he'll get like one last going away here. I think. I mean, you always talk about you want to see bold moves. If you go out, and again, I mentioned Justin Verlander uh, last time. If you go out and you swing a deal for a Verlander and bring him in for the next couple of years to take on his entire de- salary, maybe you get something back in return on top of that. But you can make a deal like that without giving up a valued prospect. Bring in a, a guy with some cachet. And honestly, I don't, if, if you phone buzzes, you know, tweet, tweet alert, Justin Verlander to the Giants for two prospects whose names you will never, ever care about. Is that a deal where you're like, oh, wow, good job, Farhan. That was a bold move bringing a guy like that. Would that satisfy your 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 desire, your insatiable taste for bold moves? Sure, because I really like Verlander, and he's a superstar, even if he's old as hell and he doesn't have much left in the tank, and he's under team control for next year. That would absolutely that, – that would be a fun move for me. For yeah. me. And again, I think you can make that kind of a move without detonating your farm system. And it gives you a situation where even if you don't get a Tim Anderson, you give your team a chance to make the play, make a playoff run. But honestly, I think it's a little bit easier for your young guys to contribute to that yeah. playoff run. There is a happy medium here, and I absolutely expect Farhan to find it and find that happy medium only and nothing else. Um, this is this is what me upping the 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 fire on Farhan looks like. This is him me pushing him out of my lap. Um, don't expect an overpay. One thing I feel very confident in saying about Farhan Zaidi is he will never make a trade where we're like, you gave him up? You gave up that guy? I feel very confident that he's never going to overpay in a trade. GMs are very, very reluctant to move prospects at the deadline. That's why trades are sometimes more complicated to finish than uh, free agent signings. So I'm not worried about any big-name prospects being moved uh, at the deadline, because I don't think the Giants should be in on anybody who would require that kind of prospect load. And I think Farhan's a guy who he'll sit back and be like, no, I'm not giving that guy up. You're either going to take this deal that we're going to offer you or you're going to go elsewhere. Maybe they go elsewhere. Maybe we get the deal that we want where Chris Bryant becomes a giant, kind of something like that. He just feels so risk averse. They just don't feel like And I get it because they're not. I don't think they're a contender. I just don't. Uh, and I could be proven wrong and look super foolish and this will get clipped and you can make fun of me for the forever ending of time. <laughs> They're just so afraid of their own shadow. I won't make a deal for fear that I'm going to overpay. Like, listen to what we're saying. Every, All the best yeah, things cost GM, premium. Though. But what? every GM, though, no GM wants to give up their top prospects. And I don't think this is a team where, again, 
if you're giving up a top prospect, like let's say we're going to trade Kyle Harrison for insert player that makes the Giants a World Series champion possibly here. You can be whoever you want. Use your imagination for this one. I don't think the Giants are in a situation where you, they're not in let's make a trade to win a World Series mode. They're in it. They're in. Let's yes, make a trade to make that. a playoff run. I agree and, with that. And so you don't need to give up. Like, I don't think you're in this position where you need to really, you know, you know, hand ring over, you know, worrying about a big prospect. You said to me that they'll never, they'll never lose a trade. Like they've lost trades. (laughs) They lost the Marco, the Dubon trade. They've lost that. I'm sorry. They've lost the Dubon trade. Look, you're rolling your eyes. Am I wrong? They lost it. I mean, the twins never really got anything out of that deal either. So if you're, that's a trade where the, where no side won. And honestly, no, what? The Astros benefited from Dubon. Oh, yeah, but that's because the Giants kind of Dubon the Dubon's time here with the Giants, it was done. There was not it, they saw enough. It was never gonna happen here. The Astros, they figured something out. They got smart people running uh the you know things over there at the Astros. They know how to do their player development. That's why the Giants brought in PC freaking principal from the Astros to be their general manager here. Because you know, that guy Pipatella, he knows how to do player development. So the Astros, the Astros are a better team than the Giants from top Sam, to bottom. Sam, Sam, but it's it's this this theory that he's never gonna, you know, over spend for anything that's just not how we live our lives here in the bay area we all overspend for real estate all the time that's depreciating left and right because the market is going down we, we, we spend for clothes we spend for premium schools okay, but we spend for premium cars like this thing this is why i keep telling you farhan does not relate to the average giants fan you charge premium prices to go to those games for premium parking and premium seats and premium food and premium beverages but you put out product that is less than premium because you're afraid to pay premium price for premium players. I'm sorry. Something's not I mean, adding I think up it's there. One way I, think, I think that's one way to look at it. I think the other way to look at it is if you're gung-ho on building your future around your best prospects, the worst thing you do is trade away your best prospects. But I mean, this was one this was kind of a delayed reaction. You know, trading Zach Wheeler for Carlos Belt for two months of Carlos Beltron. You know, most teams do It was not a great trade. Trading. It was I a great it, trade. It was, trade was no good until he got hurt. It was a trade that no team won. Uh, exactly. How about more Zach recently? It wasn't good for a decade. That's why I said it was a trade that no team won. And no the one part, thought no, twice The Mets now. got nothing out of it. The Giants got basically nothing out of it. Yeah, Carlos Beltran, he was good, but how many playoff appear? That was a World Series move, and the Giants played zero playoff games. That was a Buster kind of a failed hurt. trade. More Buster recently. Yeah, and you know it was it was a it was a bupkis season, and that those things happen. That's why I say it was a trade that neither side really won. Neither side really got what they wanted out of it. The Mets never got a great pitcher, and the Giants didn't get a playoff appearance out of it. Uh, more recently, Brian Reynolds for Andrew McCutcheon. That was a gross overpay, I thought. And honestly, Brian Reynolds, he would look really good in this lineup right now. And yeah, I'm still irritated that 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 trade happened. So I just you're not gonna see stuff like that. I don't think we're gonna be freaking out about overpays. That could be a good thing and a bad thing with Farhan. One of these days, he's going to have to overpay and when that day comes you know we'll we'll judge him accordingly two last one two last okay. ones here yeah do expect the dodgers to do something that will piss you off yeah well, don't they already did don't expect the giants to do anything in response to it no gm <laughs> is going to make a move in response to another move this is not a farhan thing so if you're banging on the table saying nolan aronado's a dodger farhan do something that's not how baseball works that's not a farhan thing that's a baseball thing well, that's how the yankees but- operate 
Well, the Yankees are a different breed, and maybe well, maybe you're in be. the top five. No, no, no. When you won World Series, you did, you did, you catapulted yourself into Red Sox Yankees territory. Stop acting like the Marlins. Like that's my problem right there, Sam. Oh, they're the Yankees. Oh, that's the Red Sox. You're the freaking Giants. You spent two hundred million on your payroll. Act like a big boy. Do the Lakers make moves to try to swing big with the Warriors? Yes, they do. The Warriors were the Warriors forever till they started winning championships. Now they act like the Lakers. When the hell are the Giants going to start acting like the Red Sox, Giant, Dodgers, and, and Yankees. Wake me up when that's they do. Thing. No, that's fair. And I think this is where you start kind of turning things around. Now, again, I don't think they're going to make a move. If the Dodgers acquire, acquire Nolan Arenado, to, one, I'm probably quitting baseball forever if that happens. And two, I mean, yeah, it's going to be frustrating when they don't answer. But at the same time, you know a great way to answer a Nolan Arenado trade? Go get some pitching. Go beef up your lineup a little bit. You don't need to make a major swing to counteract a, a major deal. That, like that, I, that I agree with, but like, I want to see them think, act like a big boy. And that's what you could do. You could do that without responding to another team. That's what I'm saying. Stick to your plan. You have a plan for how you want to make this team better. Just execute it. Whatever, the worst thing I think you can do is just sit there and do nothing and then be like, well, we like our pitching depth anyway. That's why we didn't do anything. That's what I don't want to see. Here's the, so deadline. this is the word you and I disagree. You believe in the plan and I get it. I do. I get it. I don't believe in the plan because the plan has you pinch hitting Jock Peterson for your number one prospect, Marco Luciano in every eighth inning scenario when a left, when a righty comes up and that right there is the difference. I don't believe in the blueprint. That's the we problem. See the blueprint has been kind of working for the last couple of years though, because they have won far more games than they have lost. Zero and playoff last I wins. Checked, that Zero is- playoff of series wins. I mean, That's they were literally about. they were You're literally nine boy. they were like nine that. feet away from walking off against the Dodgers. They got close. Again, they're showing good progress this year. We're finally seeing guys coming up and contributing at the big league level. We can bitch and moan about how often they're doing it. The fact of the matter is, you are seeing positive steps with this. Uh, that team. I agree at with. At the end of the day, just keep I doing agree. those positive steps. Don't step on your foot. Keep doing those positive steps. Keep these guys in the lineup. And for crying out loud, you know what? Get me a damn playoff appearance. All right? I'm sick and tired of not making the playoffs at this point. 2021 gave me a taste. I want more. So that's what I want to see from the Giants. Go do, I don't care what it is. I want best of both worlds. I want Marco Luciano hitting every day. I want him to be doing that all the way into the playoffs. I don't care how many playoff series you win this year. Just show me that things are moving forward. That should be the goal here at the trade deadline. So, Shasky, I'm going to let you get on your vacation because you need one really, really badly. You're being very disagreeable today, which is very new for you. So we're going to get out of here. For Joe Shasky, Sam Lohman, Garlic Fries Baseball Guys, rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We'll catch you on the next one.